Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. The scripture Zechariah 2 5 over Faith City Outreach, where the Lord says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Eric Johnson Jr., from San Carlos, Arizona, in the Apache Reservation. Thank you, Eric, for being on Faith City Outreach to share about your unique street ministry that the Lord has placed you in. Eric, please share when God placed you in this unique evangelistic street ministry. First of all, and then a second too, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to share what the Lord Jesus is doing in my life. But, in answering all your questions, your interview, uh, I'd like to point out one thing. There's a man that uh, I gave a ride. He asked me one question, well, many questions. Eric, how is it that you're like this and you're different, you're not the same? How is it? He had tons of questions. And it turned out that this man was a guy that we used to uh, fight, brawl, all that you can name above, drinking part and immorality. And here, he asked me, so I told him, I'm going to give you one name, Jesus, to all your questions. So with that, answering your, your question, I'd like to remind everybody, yes, Jesus, amen, is the one that changed my heart of life. So when he gave you this or put you in this evangelistic street ministry, how long has it been, Eric? I can say approximately 28 years that the Lord's been using me. Wow. And so did it start um, in San Carlos, Arizona, in the Apache Reservation, or did it start somewhere else? I can say that. Looking back, I I got I was found guilty and I was sent to prison. So in prison, the Lord began to use me. I got saved in, in the county jail, and the Lord put me in boot camp, uh, discipleship in three prisons. That's where I began to, to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Then after that, he got me out of prison and told me, go tell everyone what he did for me. He can do it for them. Mark chapter 16, the Great Commission. So did did he also send you to go back to the prisons and be a witness to them? Yes, uh, I've been blessed to go back to mini jail uh, and not prison yet. They they need uh, paperwork. But yes, I've been blessed to, to do that. Was it challenging for you to accept the call to this particular type of street uh, ministry? When Apostle Paul talked about a, a natural man, a spiritual man, and a carnal man, I was natural until Jesus came into my heart and life and filled with the Holy Ghost. And it was mind-boggling, everything that he says in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then the whole Bible. So yes, it was quite challenging because I was just a babe in Christ drinking milk <laughs> and start to girl and did you immediately start or were or was there a delay 
I can say with all my heart that simply because three words changed my heart and life. Jesus said, I love you in that county jail. That completely, completely made me cry and I felt very happy somebody loves me. So from that moment on, I told this white man, Jesus, because you said you love me, I want to love you back and I'll do whatever you want. The Nazarite vow, Numbers chapter 6, I didn't know that. And that's when he started to guide me, direct me by the Holy Spirit. And what did your family say about this? My mom and my dad were very happy. Uh, my siblings, uh, you know, of course they cussed me out, used the F word. They didn't want to hear what the Lord was doing to me. So praise God. I, I thank the Lord that the Holy Spirit kept me going and did not fall away, give up. So um, what do they think about you doing or still doing the ministry now? Have they come to Christ through you? Yes, I can say one did. Uh, I'm the oldest of eight. One had two had died. Yes, I, some come back. And sad to say, they, they come when they need a healing or money to help me. <laughs> I get blessed to help whatever I can. And yes, pray for them for healing. They, they do come. But I still stand on the promise, believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved, and thine house. I stand on the Lord's promise, thine house, my family. Praise God. Now, are there a lot of Native Americans, or let's say, is there a high rate of Native Americans in prison? From what I saw in the three prisons I was in, no, there wasn't really many. Maybe a handful, but not many. What are some of the evangelistic um, challenges um, that you go through, Eric? Um, I know that, um, or let's just even go way way back. Please explain what you do in your street ministry. Because I want people to understand what is it that you do. When the Lord began to disciple me, boot camping in the three prison, then he said, uh, we're going to go on a great adventure and go and tell everybody what he did for me. He didn't say anything. He said everybody. Uh, Jeremiah, the coat, the coat of many colors. So what happened is that the Lord began to show me from the Word of God to go. And it was quite a challenge to go to the Native Americans and the non-Native Americans. And I told my pastor, America is not a Christian country. Uh, a lot of them believe in God and Jesus, but... They're not saved. They're not born again. So that was quite a challenge in that scenario. So many churches out there, denomination. Eventually, I thought we're all the same, but it turned out it's not. And um, I know that you also have a truck that holds a um, a big cross. Can you explain that big cross for us that you use for um, your, your ministry? Uh, this morning, uh, I, I told another Christian sister, Everybody wants to get saved so they can have a Dodge truck like I have. And I told them, it don't work that way. When the Lord got me out of prison, I, I walked for miles, preaching the Word of God, witnessing on the streets, bullies, drug dealers, Satan worshipers in San Carlos, all over. And then eventually, the Lord began to bless me, touching people's heart to give. And this will be the uh, fourth pickup truck the Lord's given me. Now, yes, the cross is on it. I take it off when the Lord says, stop here, go on this street, preach my word. Across USA, a lot of Indian reservation. And that's another challenge with the Indians. <laughs> but I thank the Lord that 
greater love, the love he has for all of us. So when was the last stop that the Lord told you to stop at and take out the cross? My last stop was in here. Not It wasn't the last stop, but when they had a parade uh, with the Native American something, a connection uh, in on 3rd third, third Street heading up to uh, Indian School, I got blessed to carry the cross again. Uh, I'm 63, so as you can understand, <laughs> I'm kind of slowing down. Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. Do you ever need anybody else to help you carry it? Here and there, I've been so amazed that uh, some of the backsliders and, and some of the sinners, they come running, asking, can can they carry the cross? And I would tell them, it, it does get heavy, but I'm very sad to say there are Pharisees and Sadducees and publicans out there. There are the Caiaphas, the high priests, the friendly fire. That overwhelms me. When it's just the unsaved, like Simeon helping Jesus, they do come to try to help, carry the cross. What do you do with, um, let's say, critiques? How do you uh, confront them or overcome their negative remarks, if you ever get any? Praise the Lord that the Bible, the Word of God, from that, the Lord begins to show me whoever it is that is coming at me or talking that if that person is a natural man, or he's a spiritual man, or is he a carnal man, so accordingly the Holy Spirit will begin to use me how to talk to that person. And from there, yeah, there will be arguments and cussing. That comes naturally. But when it comes from a person, a Christian, that's where, again, I, I, I say that's amazing to me, the religious people. Have you ever stopped someplace and and let's say have gotten some resistance but then after talking to them and witnessing to them they allowed you to take down the cross in in the chariot that's called the lord's chariot it's a company truck he has his name and on it he doesn't say smile eric loves you (laughs) he (laughs) says jesus Mm -hmm. so from that yes there's been challenges i get busted windows spit water on the window on and on and my insurance praise god for the insurance company they they begin to know me too well because i have to get it replaced across usa in usa so you said across usa where have you gone to across usa one of the great places is the washington dc the, the capital of this country Nice. Where the Lord had me to go to all the monuments and carry the cross and preach the word in front of every monument. And again, the, the, the park ranger, the city police will come and tell me, take that cross off of here, or even say, leave. And that breaks my heart. But I would tell them that Jesus sent me here to pray for you, uh, the president, this, this country, and, and to let you know there's hope for all of you through Jesus Christ. But I still got chased off. But I told him, I, I can't do that. I have to obey the Lord. So I did get blessed to go to the monuments and share the love of God, the Word of God, and carry the cross. Now, uh, what are some uh, testimonies that you can share recently of your um, of you carrying the cross? Okay. Or even just, it doesn't have to be very recent, but just share some testimonies for us, please. The first time uh, the Lord had me to carry the cross was in a parade in San Carlos, Veterans Day. 
The Lord showed me the whole street was full of different kinds of snakes, especially vipers and uh, rattlesnake. I didn't understand that. But the Lord said, carry my cross on that street on the parade. So I did. I nailed two boards together. And eventually, as I started to go, the Lord began to tell me, pray. Put your hand out there. Everybody thought I'm waving to them, but I'm praying for them. <laughs> and here, right. an older man came by a month later, and he cried. He's a, he's a minister, evangelist. He's got a 500-seater uh, tent. He fell away. His wife committed adultery on him that crushed him and made him fall away. And the Pentecostal church blamed him, so that crushed him more. But he said, Eric, you were carrying that cross, and I saw you. And there's a Assembly of God church, elders watching you. And they're making fun of you, laughing at you. And then I told these elders, I heard that man just got out of prison, and he's carrying the cross. He just got out of prison. You, 30, 40 years Christian, if I were that, that old in the Lord, I could walk on the water when you should be carrying that cross. And here you're making fun of him, putting him in down. What's wrong with you, that man said. And then he said on his way home, he had two, two uh, quarts of beer. And something in his heart made him throw it away and got on his knee and he cried. And what he said, that when you carried the cross, something touched me. Mm. And he said that, Eric, the Lord used you to bring me back. Amen. That, that was only, I don't know, a year. But I began to realize the body, the friendly fire, it's out there. Amen. The power of the Holy Spirit, right? Amen. Eric, has anybody ever gone up to you, and I'm sure they have, and asked you just directly, why are you, Why do you carry the cross? Yes, I've been told what that do you many say times, to asked that many times. One even asked me, are you Arthur Blessed? And I said, well, no, he, he's a white man and I'm Apache. But no, I'm not Arthur Blessed. I read about him. I've seen the movie about him. Praise God for men and women that are doing that, cross carriers. Mm -hmm. But when I go across the country into big mega cities and ministries, I realize that cross carriers are, as we would say, at the bottom of the totem pole. I never understood that. So it's quite a challenge when, when the Lord says, go on the street, preach my word, and let them see the cross. Amen. But what do you tell them if they say, why the main, do you carry main, such a heavy cross? The main thing the Lord began to show me was that when they come to point to Calvary, and tell them, whosoever that shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that same shall be saved. Amen. And that with that cross, that's what the Lord said, that he's anointing me to do that. And they, when they ask that question, that's great. That opens the door to bring the gospel. I think every ministry knows the Roman wrote scriptures. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. Amen. Wow. Do you ever have any children even come up to you and ask you questions too? Yes. That's the beautiful thing about it. Jesus said, forbid them not. Let them come unto me. And when they come, these kids, makes you cry. Then you begin to wonder what will happen to them when they go home. Mm. But yes, little kids come asking questions or even help me, try to help me carry the cross. Wow. Do you find that they tend to be a little more open-hearted towards the Lord? Yes, they are. The very sad thing is that their parents or their guard, whoever, would always drag them away or 
take them away when they begin to be more interested and more loving to what they see and the parents whoever they are guardians you know drag them off not wanting them to see anymore or hear anymore but we can always pray for them right amen. Eric yes amen what are some of the social and spiritual issues of your tribe because I know you come from San Carlos Arizona and you're from the Apache Reservation there's a white man that asked me a question in Kansas he lay, he said the Lord lay on his heart to go all the counties in Kansas but he wanted to know how are you doing everything so he watched me do that in Lawrence Kansas carry cross preach the word and all over the place and in a park out of a gazebo then he asked me Eric all the Christian on your reservation must be like you and I said no not many of them are born again many are doing it on their own without the Lord but they say they are Christians so there's a difference between being a Christian and being saved and born again so we have ministers dime a dozen on my reservation Singspiration, street service but are they born again sent by the Lord there's a difference right there there is a big difference. Do you work with the churches in the um, that are in San Carlos, Arizona, and the Apache Reservation, Eric? I am from San Carlos, and I looked at that question. It breaks my heart because the, they tell me they tell their churches, they tell their congregation, Eric is of the devil, he's of Satan. Don't go to his place; he'll send you to hell kind of made me cry making me think about Joseph when his brother came against him and he's crying brothers when I watched that I cried and then with the Apache medicine man they said to me Eric you're not Apache no more you're, you're serving a white man's God leave the reservation but praise the Lord I'm from San Carlos I'm Apache so I get blessed to go do the service on my mom's property carry the word of God on the streets but it breaks my heart looking at this question it's my own reservation it hurts sure and, and you can understand how Jesus felt when his own people Amen. and from his own town did the same thing Eric yes. Yes. what biblical advice would you give others who are in a physical, let's just say not physical, in a spiritual prison, Eric. Because we can be out here in this world, but be in a spiritual prison. We can have bondages. We can be, um, we can have a religious spirit. Any other, let's say, spirit that prevents us from, um, let's just say, <clears throat> really living out the love of Christ? That's a good question. Being in many jails and prison, just uh, the three words that Jesus said to me, I love you. Paul called himself the chiefest of all sinners. And I, I can say I was. But the three words, I love you. To a natural man, the Lord tells me to, to love them. And yes, we, with the spiritual man, sometimes correction. 
like Jesus did. He whipped them when they were selling outside the sanctuary. They will come, friendly fire, come back, uh, revenge. But with the person that is in physical prison, yes, greater love had no man than this, that the Lord Jesus, to tell them, Jesus loves you very much. And those that are in spiritual bondage, the Lord remind me about it, what he said. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandment. This is the whole duty of man. And that's where the Holy Spirit, not by my, by my power, but by my spirit, that the Holy Ghost begins to anoint you to keep going through the, all this persecution that comes. But yes, love covered the multitude of sin to those that don't know and understand. But praise God for the Pharisees and the Sadducees. If you remember Mark, Paul got mad, very mad, told him I don't have no need of him. He's not even 100% wanted. But here what happened later on, Paul said, bring Mark, I have need of him. So yes, praise God for the prodigal son, the prodigal daughters, that the Lord is still reaching out to them too. But yes, repent, confess your sin, that a time of refreshing might come on you, is what Peter told him, amen. Amen, and we're called to love and pray for our enemies. Amen. Which I know is very challenging for all of us, but it's not impossible. Now, another scripture comes to mind, Eric, is of your situation, and that is that the Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. People may deny us, reject us, even our own families, but the Lord never will do that. Amen. Amen. Eric, what do you think God is doing now in the First Nations? This is just your opinion now. Personally speaking, even as Paul said that he's speaking with permission from the Lord, I can say the same thing, permission from the Lord. The Lord begins to show me in Revelation chapter 5, from the blood, by the blood, many tribes and kindreds will be in heaven worshiping the Lord. And John three sixteen, God so loved the world. How many nationalities and tribes are on this planet Earth? From all that, with Native Americans, it's a struggle especially with the Pentecostals. I have to pick on that. We can understand the others don't know and understand from what the Bible says. So the bottom line about that is, praise God, there is a remnant on every reservation, my reservation, that have not bowed down to Baal. The Holy Spirit keeps them going. So with the remnant, I praise God that the Lord is not giving up on my reservation, Indian reservation across this country, indigenous people all over this world, that we're very blessed that Jesus is reaching out to us. Has been for many, many years. And is still doing it. Amen. Yes, he's still doing it. Never stops and never pressures us to accept him. No. I've been told many times on my reservation, a lot of the elders that are in the 80 and 90 Apache Medicine Man, they talk about me. And they, I was told, that Eric is different. Something wrong with him. We have never seen a Christian like, like him before. I sit with them. I hug them. They're not talking about Jesus. Amen. They would always say, no Christian has ever said that or done that to me. Then I would tell them, 
It's the Lord Jesus that says to that He loves you. Amen. That's what tradition is. Yes, the love of God. Praise God. What is the reaction, Eric? What do they say, or how do they respond? Every time I come out to my reservation, I see a medicine man. Some of the elders, they see me and they wave. And they become very animated. They wave their hands off and just wave away. Then I wave back to them. Lord have mercy, I see the ministers, all the churches. When I wave to them, they turn away, walk away. My reservation. I've seen that happen in many reservations. Are there a lot of Christians in the Apache Reservation? I have told many people that there must be, at least in San Carlos itself, at least 20 churches. A lot of them have branched off and went off on their own because they fought each other, built their own ministry independent. So there is a lot in San Carlos. The next town in Vilas, they have the same amount, a small village, probably have at least 12 churches there. Even at times in summer, there's usually, normally, seven or eight tents set up at the same time on each each town. My pastor, Ernie Mead, he's uh, 92 years old now. Wow. He said that when he was young, if our church was going to put on a tent revival, they would all help and support it. And then they go back to their church, and whoever that puts one on, they will stop their services to go join them and help them. But today, it's, it's not so. Everybody has their own going and doings with their tent revivals. So yes, may the Lord turn us back to our first love, Jesus Christ. Yes, may he be our first love, right, Eric? Yes. Yes. And he comes through through our actions. Mm-hmm. Eric, what message do you think that the Lord is trying to tell the First Nations? What does he put in your heart that basically... You believe, um, not necessarily you believe, but what does he put in your heart to share with the First Nations? Many years ago, uh, when I wasn't saved, I, I like to wor- use the word save instead of saying Christian. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had dogs when I wasn't saved. J.J. Mm-hmm. Jojo. Even now when the Lord saved me, I still have dogs. And then eventually one died, a little puppy. And my sister told me that, you know, Rick, we knew you loved your dog, so we're waiting for you to, to bury it. It was two weeks. I've been up on missionary going to serve the Lord. I came back, and they told me where, and I went back there to look for it. It was wrapped up in newspaper. Two weeks. You can imagine it's, it's bone. You know the smell. You know the worms. I looked at it. I couldn't even come close to it. And from that, the Lord began to tell me that's what sin is to him. Mm. The smell, the worms, the death. It's just amazing that the Lord put it on my heart. And to tell my Apache people that as for you, you meant evil unto me, but God meant it for good. (laughs) Because, yes, there's salvation for them, amen? Get born again, amen? As much as that sin, that smell, praise God. Amen. The scripture that comes to mind, too, when God showed you that, Eric, is that the wages of sin is death. Yes. Yes. That's very true. 
This is Marina Maria with Faith from Faith City Outreach with today's special guest, Eric Johnson Jr. from San Carlos, Arizona. He is from the Apache Reservation. Today we are talking about, or we were talking about, the street uh, ministry that the Lord has placed him in. But now he is going to share a short sermon to share to the world. There's a scripture that the Lord brings to memory. We all know the scripture in John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus answered and said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father by me. Lord bless you, word. Bless us all. In the name of Jesus. In, the name of Jesus. In, in that scripture, there's a man that asked that question, how will we know the way? In that verse 1, Jesus is telling the people, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. It's amazing that we do talk about God. But Jesus said that, believe also in Jesus Christ. So here, with that scripture, he begins to explain about what heaven looks like, what he's going to do. He's preparing a place, a mansion for us in the Father's house. Amen. He even said that if he wasn't so, he would not have told us. But here, those that repent, those that confess their sin, those that confess Jesus is their Lord and Savior, amen, that the Lord has a place for you. The Lord has opened up his heart to all of us. Even from the garden, Adam lost it. But the second Adam, Jesus Christ, came for the Son of Man, come to save that which was lost. Amen. That the Lord is reaching constantly many men and women, many prophets, many po- the fivefold ministry. The Lord is using a remnant. And that's when Jesus said, I am, he said. God is the only one that said, I am in the Old Testament. But Jesus, they call him Emmanuel, that is God with us, is what the word says. So God was in Jesus Christ, talking to people, all nationalities, to come back to Jesus, to God, through Jesus Christ, amen. And here, that was because the Dowden Thomas, they call him, asked that question, how will we know the way? He was answering, asking because Jesus was talking about a place, eternal life. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to God but through Jesus Christ. And here the Lord Jesus began to explain more about that. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. So there is a reason why the Lord was nailed to that cross. There is a reason God used Jesus as our sacrifice. Perpetuation took our place to take away the sins of this world. Amen. What a perfect sacrifice. What a perfect Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And now he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and learn of me, for my yoke is easy, my yoke is light, he says. Amen. Jesus cares for you. Jesus loves you. Cast all you care upon him, for he cares for you. Amen. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whosoever that call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that saint shall be saved. That door is open for you. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, believe in the heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Amen. With the heart a man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Call upon the believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the answer. The world needs Jesus. Jesus is the answer for your heart. 
for your life. Amen. And yes, someday, someday he'll come and take us home. The new Jerusalem, the new heaven is going to come down here on earth. Peter said everything is going to burn up, melt with fervent heat. Even the Dodge truck that is going to burn. I can't love the truck. Gotta love Jesus, amen. Redeemer, kinsman, redeemer. Yes, smile, Jesus loves you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Lord, uh, we just thank you for your love. Thank you for your amazing grace. Father God, thank you, your Holy Spirit. Jesus said that all that come unto me will I know cast out. All that the Father has given me. Lord Jesus, you said that. And Lord God, it is you that is working in us. Working in us. Talking to us. Even though we reject you. Even though we don't want you. But still, Lord God, your love, your love, your mercy, your amazing grace. You're still working, amen. To draw us to Jesus. And Jesus begins to point us. Work in our hearts, amen. Conviction, repentance, conversion, salvation, miracle, and healing. Lord God, what a loving God. By faith on your word and your promise, Father. All those that are listening, all that are, you're touching them right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. My Lord, my God, you had not let any of your promise fall down to the ground, you said in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Your word, your seat, you give the increase. You will not come back. Void, you'll prosper toward it, please you. You're not willing any should perish, but all come to repentance. Lord God, that's what Jesus' word says. I, we all agree, brothers and sisters, we agree. Your promise, you're keeping them. You have always, yes, the same yesterday, today, and forever. You change not. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace, your love. In the name of Jesus, it is done, Lord. It is well, Lord God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Yes, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. Eric, what would be one thing that you would, maybe just not one, but what's a few things that really touch your heart when you're doing the street ministry that the Lord has placed you in? Many years ago, the Lord uh, sent me to the Neville Reservation to 25 villages. The Lord said, go on the street and preach my word. So I sat in the back of the truck. I have a guitar, PA system, sometimes a generator. So I, I get to preach the word. And so, you play the guitar. And I got a songbook that shows you how to hold your fingers. And there's a picture, AD. I don't know how to play without that. Okay. I sing out of tune. They tell me that. That's not the way that song is supposed to go. <laughs> I'm just making a joyful noise. <laughs> so this one time in Kaibito, Right across from that uh, little store there, the Lord blessed me to carry it across around. Then come back and stand in the back of the truck and preach the word. And there's an old, old, old novel coming across the street. Lord, anoint me. The blood of Jesus is covering me. That old man is coming this way. He's going to chew me out, probably. He came and he looked at me and talked to me in, in his Navajo language. So I understood a little bit, not completely. He wanted to preach. So I gave the microphone to him. And he preached the word of God in Navajo. And then after that, I talked to him. He just looked at me. Then finally, he spoke plain, perfect English. I'm a pastor of a church behind that store over there. I heard you. So the Lord laid him hard to come and help you, he said. He said, God bless you, brother. Keep serving the Lord Jesus. 
that's the greatest thing that I love to hear. That whosoever that doeth the will of my father, that same is my mother, my brother, and my sister. To be called a brother by a remnant, a brother, sister, and cry that is saved, born again, calls me a brother, it makes me cry. I, I love that more than one zillion dollars. Mm-hmm. To be called brother. Amen. Amen. Eric, has the Lord taken you to Phoenix? The yep. Lord has blessed me come throughout Phoenix a few times every now and then, yes. Has it been recently or at least within the last year? Yes, son, yes, in the last year. I was walking around the Phoenix Indian School praying and crying because I attended that school. Memories of some of the things that were not good. And then thanking the Lord. Lord, who can imagine this in their wildest stream? Here I am. The Phoenix City School closed down, but I remember, but still, greater love. He still loved me, and he called me, found me, and saved me. Amen. Amen. What else uh, would you like to share with our listeners, Eric, that perhaps maybe I haven't asked you, and that is in your heart? There's one scripture in the Old Testament how mindful he is of us that blows me away the saved the unsaved the just the unjust it rains on all of them the sun shines on all of us but here he's still ever mindful when I begin to go into Indian reservation when I begin to major cities Los Angeles San Francisco St. Louis that scripture how mindful he is of us that yes he breathed into Adam, made him a living soul. That, yes, we belong to him. How much the word said, how precious is in the sight of God are the death of his saints. The one gets saved to be with him forever. But those that are not, the Lord is still reaching out. That makes me cry, wondering and thinking how awesome this love of God is. Who, who can fathom, who can comprehend it? It's just, it just makes you cry, Lord. You love all of us, but we don't know it. And some of us have found out, yes, that you are mindful of us. The love of God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And to think of it that there's so many people out there that don't know the love of Christ. That just like yourself and myself, you know, once we experience that, it's like you're never the same anymore. Right? We're a total new creature in Christ. Yes. And it's love that is indescribable, right, Eric? Praise God, yes. Yes. It's so deep. It's so indescribable. And it's so fulfilling and permanent. The Lord is the same today, tomorrow, and forever. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. And the peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. I mean, he gives you that eternal peace. Eric, what would you tell people out there, and not just First Nations, but people out there who right now are not only lost, but who aren't experiencing that peace? What would you tell them? Come and taste it. The Lord is good. Amen. Come. My pastor, Ernie Mead, with the little sanctuary, is just bored nails together. 
on my mom's property. He says in Apache, I'll speak it in English. He says, the door is always open. It's not closed. Whoever wants it, come in. It's for everybody. The door is not closed. The door is not locked. That's what, that's what Jesus said. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He that hear my voice will open the door and I will come in and sup him and with me. The Lord is ever knocking on our heart. It's up to us to open the door. Just remember that is Jesus Christ knocking on your heart. His name is Jesus. Amen. And he's just waiting for you to open your heart. Yes. yes. And to say yes to him. The beautiful thing that we know in that is that he never pressures, pressures us to do it. No. No, he does not. Praise God. His love, he speaks, but he promised he won't cut back, boy. One way or another, I heard a minister say that when we all come to the end of ourselves, then it's time for the Lord to work. And I thank the Lord that, yes, he doesn't give up on us. Amen. He's just there waiting for us to open the door. Exactly. So patient, so loving, so full of peace. And he's really everything we need. I mean, we can't live without him, can we? No. Even Jesus told us that without me, you can do nothing. Exactly. And I and you. Yes, divine the branches. How true that is. Amen. That's so true. What do you think or if there's anything new that um, is coming for you that the Lord has placed in your heart, Eric, for this new decade, 2020? There's a vision that uh, the Lord showed me when I was fresh out of prison. Mm-hmm. When I was in the, the county jail and prison, I had tons of dreams and vision. Many had been fulfilled. But there's one that he showed me. I saw a man fighting and kicking the air, he, like Bruce Lee. I don't know if you know Bruce Lee. Yes, I do. He was doing that, fighting, kicking, and he had his pants on, Levi's, and no shirt on. He's pretty built, pretty healthy. And he's fighting, but it's just the air. Then he looked up and he saw someone on a horse coming towards him. And there's a man on that horse with a crown, and his eyes were like the sun sparkling. And this man stopped and looked up. And that man on that horse looked down to that man fighting the air and told him, my son, continue, continue, stay the course, and soon I will come back for you. And then that man on that horse turned around and rode off. So I walked to that man that was fighting in that vision. He turned around. He looked at me. And then I looked at him and I said, Father, in Apache, we say, My Lord, my God, my Father, that's what that means. This man is me. He looked just like me, built just like me. And I cried, Jesus, I want to go with you now, now. But all that I heard and remember, he said, continue to fight the good fight of faith. Soon I'll come back to you. I'll come back for you. That was 28 years ago. And I still look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. My, come, my help comes from God who created heaven and earth. <laughs> Amen. Holy Spirit, I love you. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
Sorry, break down and cry. <laughs> oh, just, those just, are just the tears of just being in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Eric, um, what would be some um, advice for, let's just say, people who are <clears throat> wanting to know about God? What would you tell them? Back in St. Carlos, there was a, a, a bunch of guys that had a flat tire. The Lord laid them a heart to pull over and help them. I had a jack, and they didn't, so I helped them. And these are patches that we, you know, marijuana, drugs, alcohol, adultery, fornication, I used to do with them, run with them. <laughs> they all looked at me, and they saw a cross in the truck, yes. <laughs> they were very, very, very respectful. They, they weren't being at their utmost cool behavior. So it's summer, 115 degrees. I got on the on the pavement and started to change, put the jack and all that. Then one of them asked me, Rick, what's wrong with you? You look so peaceful, so happy. Something about you. You look so happy. <laughs> and I, I looked at him, and I'm trying to figure out what. Then they all asked me, yeah, Rick, what's wrong? You look so happy. Because they were upset. 115 degrees, and they got a flat, and they got to go to the bar for and here, I said, I'll give you one name again. Jesus came into my heart and life. And he can do it for you too. God's respect of no person. And they all, we prayed. But they did say, keep me in prayer. Maybe someday, someday I'll come to the Lord. Some did and some didn't. I have many close friends that are not friends no more. Many have died. Mm. That makes me cry sometimes. I told my pastor that when I go to wake service, they invite me to come and bring the word of God. But there's too many inspiration people that sing and sing, no word of God. So when my time comes to bring the word of God, they all go away, these inspiration people. I told my pastor that when I pay my respect, condolences, I cry. But there are times I'm so happy. So what's the difference? When people are on their deathbed, they're afraid to die. I don't want to die. But those that are saved, born again, have the Holy Ghost. They're happy. I want to go home. Jesus is standing right there, they say. The difference. Why is it I cry so much whenever I come to a wake service? The Lord crying in me. But then there's joy and joy. That's a person that had gave their hearts and life to Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's some of the Amen. things that the Lord means to show me. Show me. Praise God. The Lord God. Amen. My creator. Amen. Have you ever uh, <clears throat> met with someone that you did lead to Christ that was a close friend of yours and you got to see them again? Yes. I, I have been very blessed. I tell people I'm a very blessed man. They think in terms of money and wealth and property. I said, no, 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 no. One of the greatest blessings I have is that when the Lord uses me, even my own mom, she was traditionalist, she was a harlot, whore, on and on, I can name it, bootlegger. Like my mom, the Lord used me to sit her down and talk to her about Jesus Christ. I asked her, Mom, do you want this Jesus in your heart and life? Mom said, yes, my son, I do. And here I got blessed to lead her through the salvation prayer. 
Wow. She danced and danced, and she asked me, what's wrong with me? Why am I, I can't stop. So I asked, Father, what's, Mom wants to know what you're doing to her. And then the Lord told me, he told her that all that spirit in her that she was a slave in bondage to, the Lord is kicking her out. The Holy Spirit of God is coming in her and tell her, just raise your hand and just thank me and praise me. So I told Mom, the Lord said that whatever was in you, the Lord's kicking out. The blood is washing you right now. So just raise your hand, Mom. And the Lord said, just thank, thank him. And my mom, like a little top, tip top. I don't know if you remember those tops that you used to throw in the spins. Mom just kept dancing. We had an old house. The whole house was rocking. I don't know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, she stopped. Mom. The Lord said, now you are my sister in Christ. So that means I will call you Sister Mom. And she got to live the life as a child of God for five years. And the Lord took her home. Amen. So like that, personally, Mom. And there have been others, friends, amen, that gave their lives to the Lord. What a wow. loving God. What about your dad? My was dad he, was used you... of the Lord to tell me nine years Jesus Pinta, Jesus Pichonka, Jesus Pichani. Nine years, that's all he said. What that means is try Jesus, believe in Jesus, pray to Jesus. Never said God. And then I saw the, the change. He was different. A man that, adulterer, fornicator, used me as a soccer football when I'm growing up. Got to beat him up black and blue when I got big, my size now. Then here is something about him changed. And then to say those things, I hated that name. So with that, yes, my dad, his wife committed adultery on him. Lord used me to talk to him, minister to him. He got prostate cancer, and Lord used me to pray for him. And his wife is a Pentecostal inspiration person. Got CDs out there galore. Committed sex with her pastor, their Pentecostal pastor that crushed dad. And the Lord used me to bring dad, prodigal son, because he cried, I can't pray, I can't go to church, I don't want to go to church, because that crushed him what his wife did to him. And the Lord used my, me to bring my dad back home. Come back to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, is he still living in the St. Carlos, Arizona? The Lord also took my dad home. Oh, Amen. sorry. Praise God. And what about the rest of your family? I have a sister now that loves the Lord. God saved, got born again. And the others, they come. So, yes, I, I stand on the word, and thine house. Father, you promised me. The jailer's wife, family got saved. You used Paul and Silas to witness to them. Your promise, the Holy Spirit begins to tell me. You talk to God. You hold him at his promise. So I do, in the name of Jesus. Father, you promised, and thine house. Standing in the gap, amen. Like my dad did for me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What is your last message you would like to share with our listeners, Eric? Amen. When I was in prison, I retired. Three prisons. I retired. Even in the county, I retired, quit three times a day. But when I come back to my cell, my bunk, there's a Bible, there's Christian tracts. Something about that. Did the Lord not want me to give up? I don't know. Because they tear you up, they cuss you out, they want to kill you, they spit on you. It's amazing. I told a lot of Christians, you should go to prison. Then you'll learn to trust and believe and have faith in the Lord because there's nobody else to run to. 
So when the Lord began to get me out of prison, he used an angel to sit by me and tell me, Eric, this scripture is for you. Brethren, I count not to myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I reach toward those things which are before. I press on toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God through Christ Jesus. That's what Paul said, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. So every time I look at that, as we all say, that's the life verse the Lord gave me. And I realize that it's the Lord that found me. It's the Lord that called me. It's the Lord that chose me. I didn't choose him. So to encourage you all, amen. There's someone that's going to keep us going. Be confident this very thing that he which had begun a good work in you will finish until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Keep pressing on, pressing on. Through the valleys, through the mountains, through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. Amen. That song, through it all. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Eric, for being on Faith City Outreach. And I just pray, Eric, that I lift you up right now. I pray that the Lord will just do a mighty work this year in your life, that you will become a great vessel for the reservations. So you will go back and that people will be a lot more open hearted, a lot bit um, that guys that God will open up their spiritual hearts and spiritual ears, spiritual eyes. And they will hear the word in a different way when you open up your mouth and when you share your testimony and when you spread the gospel there, especially when you return back to your reservation. Father God, I just pray that you place a hedge of protection around Eric and his family, that you will anoint, continue to anoint his sermons, continue to anoint um, him everywhere and protect him everywhere he goes around Arizona and even across the nation or anywhere that you place him Father God that you will provide his every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus and that you will bless him abundantly and more than what he could imagine as your word says in Jesus mighty name we give you all the glory and honor for changing his life and for changing the lives that are to come because of his witnessing and his um, sharing the gospel and everywhere that you send him, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you all the glory and honor. Amen. Amen. We will return next Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Amen. and Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Coast time with another special guest the Lord has brought to Faith City Outreach. Psalm 117, praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Salmos 117, alaban al Señor, naciones todas, pueblos todos, cántenle alabanzas, grande es su amor por nosotros. La fielidad del Señor es eterna. Aleluya. Alabado sea el Señor. 
You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.